Warning, the Federal Communications Commission requires that we inform you that this episode of the Derek Duvall Show may contain content inappropriate for children. Listener discretion is advised. The FCC also requires us to inform you that this episode may contain the words f***, s***, asshole, mother boy, dumpster, galloping quit, but in like a British way, and also, strangely, cul-de-sac. Once again, this show may contain content not suitable for anyone but the coolest children. Listener discretion is advised. Powered by Transistor FM. Welcome to Friends, Foes, and Neither. Do not adjust your podcatcher settings, as what you are about to hear is real. It's the Derek Duvall Show. Prepare yourself for insightful interviews with incredible people. Join us now as we delve ever deeper into the human condition. And now, coming to you live to tape from the Derek Duvall Production Bunker, it's Derek Duvall! Hello, Duvall Nation. Hello. Hey, everybody. Hello. Welcome. Thank you. Please sit. Thank you. Hello, Duvall Nation, and welcome to the Derek Duvall Show. We are back with another fantastic journey into the lives of extraordinary people. Before we jump into the episode, though, I want to say a huge thank you to my last guest, Nick Gillard. What an absolute blockbuster response to an absolute blockbuster episode. Star Wars always attracts a crowd, but I was not prepared for that kind of response. But thanks again to Nick for being a good sport, for coming on the show. And if you have not listened to our incredible interview, I strongly encourage you to do so after the conclusion of this episode. So welcome to episode 156, and we have a great interview lined up for you today. Joining me is Chancellor K. Jackson, author of the best-selling memoir, 14 Days in Beijing, the unforgettable story of a young American's journey through a Chinese penitentiary, which chronicles his terrifying two weeks in the custody of Chinese authorities. We also touched on Chancellor's incredible college football career and his future plans. So let's go ahead and get him on out here. Duval Nation, please join me in welcoming to the show, calling in while on the road from South Carolina to Georgia, author, teacher, and entrepreneur, Chancellor K. Jackson. Chancellor, hello. Welcome to the Derek Duvall Show. How is the weather out by you today? Uh, it is very sunny, pretty warm. You know what I'm saying? I say probably like 70, high 70s, low 80s. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's nice outside. You know what I mean? So I start my interviews off the same way. That is, you know, with the pandemic coming to the end, how was your experience living in the COVID-19 world? It was lit for me, honestly. I dropped 14 days in Beijing right around the time everything went in this full lockdown. Um, so... It was just divine timing, and it helps play a huge role in just, you know what I'm saying, the marketing of the book, because everybody's at home now, got nothing but time on their hands, and especially when it first started, we really hadn't, we didn't know what to do with all our time, so, you know what I'm saying, they seeing all, everything I'm posting on social media, rather they figured out it was a book, or they just see I got something going on, and it looks enticing, you know what I'm saying, so... Mm-hmm. Releasing the book during the pandemic played a huge role. Uh, I feel like that's it played a, a huge component of me going number one the amount of times that I did. Um, just because, like I said, everybody was just at home. You know what I'm saying? Number time on their hands. So it was lit for me. Um, so I carried that momentum all throughout the pandemic, just releasing the book. So I released it as a, a five book series 
of short stories. So all, you know what I'm saying? There's just five different books around like 30 to 50 pages. But all in all, I'm telling the whole story in depth, just breaking it down piece by piece as if it was like a, you know what I'm saying? A TV show. You know what I'm saying? You got to stay tuned in every week or every month, you know what I'm saying? To see what happens next in the story. Um, so it was definitely lit for me, for sure. You know, it's amazing with the pandemic. I've asked that question now over, over 200 times. And everybody came down with, you know, I wrote a book, I wrote, you know, I picked up an instrument or something like that. It's, it was a very, it was like an almost like a renaissance period of history yeah. where everybody just kind of learned something new. It was very interesting. So every journey has a beginning. Where were you born? And what was it like to grow up there? Yeah, yeah. I'm born and raised in Atlanta, Georgia. It was, it was, I had a great childhood. You know what I'm saying? It was just my mom and my brother and I, but we lived in a, a pretty nice community. Um, one of the oldest black communities in Smyrna. And still standing to this day. So it was a lot of kids in the neighborhood. So you can imagine every day outside was a blast. You know what I'm saying? Playing football. We had a playground in the middle of the neighborhood, plenty of fields, basketball courts. So, you know what I'm saying? We had a very, very lit childhood. And then we started playing football in middle school. So that definitely just sharpened us and fine tuned us even more because we were always athletic at playing football, but just never, my mom could never afford for both of us to play organized football. So once we got to middle school, that's when I guess the prices were reasonable. <laughs> so that's when she finally signed us up. Um, and we knew right then and there that we wanted to play college ball. So I knew for a fact that could not be accomplished if your grades weren't intact and you was uh, uh, acting fool outside the classroom. So I'm like, all right, you know what I'm saying? Make sure your T's cross your I's dotted. We got to do what we need to do so we can get to where we're trying to go. Um, so that definitely just helped sharpen me and just, you know what I'm saying, mold me into who I am today and played all throughout high school. Got to play at the next level down to Sesame University where I obtained my bachelor's degree in communication and media studies. And then after college, I landed my first job teaching English to children in China. Mm-hmm. So it's been a journey for sure. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Went to China, lived my best life out there, got into some trouble, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then came back to America and was pretty much at square one, just trying to figure out, okay, what am I going to do next? You know what I'm saying? Especially after that experience. But just, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, okay, you got experience working in education. So let's keep our foot in this gas, fell into culture football, started writing 14 Days in Beijing. And after I released 14 Days, that's when a lot more opportunities started to present themselves as far as me figuring out what direction I needed to go as far as a career path. You know what I'm saying? Especially doing the entrepreneurship. Um, so now I coach aspiring authors. So anybody out there with an idea or a concept for a story, not sure how to go about putting it on paper, or say you've written a whole book and not sure to, how to go about publishing, tap in with your boy. I can walk you through either or process or both of them if need be. What were your favorite memories from your time at Stetson? Um, man, <laughs> traveling, of course. You know what I'm saying? We travel to different away games. They feed you like crazy. You know what I'm saying? We getting fed from the time we get on the bus to go to the airport. Get to the airport, they got a big old gallon bag of snacks ready for us, you know what I'm saying? Lee's chicken. Yeah, so we got three, four fat chicken tenders, bread rolls, you know what I'm saying, size. And then once we get to the hotel, we eating, go through, you know what I'm saying, little walkthroughs, meetings, team dinner. And then after everything's said and done, we have a snack at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying, before we go to bed. And then, of course, wake up the game day, we eating breakfast. Then play the game, got the post-game meal. And then, of course, they still feeding us snacks and food and stuff on the way back to the, you know what I'm saying, Florida. So 
definitely the away games. Well, eating good. <laughs> what position did you play? Defensive back. So I played nothing but DB my entire career. Um, started at free safety, uh, moved down to strong safety. And uh, then, of course, I played out on the island as well. But every position I played has been in this uh, secondary. Any other chance you ever were interested in going to combine? Then, no, I knew sophomore year that the NFL was not going to be in the picture. Um, so I was like, I really had no clue what I was going to do next because I'm like, this is something that I really want to do, just play college football. But I was like, I'll cross that bridge when I get to it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right now, let's just fully live in the moment and enjoy this because this is something that we truly wanted to do. So, you know what I mean? Enjoy it. Bask in it. We'll move on to the book in a second, but one last question about your football days. Best game you ever played in? Ooh. Damn. I want to say it's either going to be my junior year at high school when I caught, like, two picks in one game or I picked up the number two quarterback in the nation or uh, my freshman year of college, my very first time stepping foot on the field as a college football player. I've made the tackle, forced the fumble, and recovered it all in the same play. Very That's first amazing. play. <laughs> amazing. So the subject of your first book chronicles an incredibly tough time for you in your timeline, an arrest and detention in China, which you have chronicled in the gripping book, 14 Days in Beijing, the unforgettable story of a young American's journey through a Chinese penitentiary. Great title, by the way. Can you give my listeners a basic idea of the events that transpired that led to the inspiration for this book? Pretty much 14 Days in Beijing is about my last 14 Days in Beijing. I was in Beijing for a total of six months. Um, and April 4th, 2019, we creeping up on month six. It's a day off for me. I'm finna get ready to head to an event to meet colleagues and friends. But before I go to the event, I'm like, I'm a pregame. You know what I'm saying? We're going to be customizing our own Chinese fans. So I'm like, okay, that's going to be cool. Make your own Chinese fan. That's hard. So I'm going to get a little slizzard before I go. So drinking some Chinese wine coolers, smoking some cannabis at my little pipe. I get done, get dressed, make sure I got everything before I get ready to walk out the door. I hear a knock. And guests aren't nothing me, so I'm curious to see who it is. Look to the people, and that's the three officers from the Beijing police. Instantly, I got spooked, six my stomach. Like, oh, what were they doing here? Scramble, put everything up, um, open the door. They walk in, they question me about drugs. I'm sitting here trying to finesse. You know what I'm saying? The situation, like, I don't know what they playing the fool. Like, I don't know what they talking about. Um, but they drug, end up drug testing me right there in the apartment. So I was like, oh, yeah, it's over with. <laughs> After filling the drug test, um, you know what I'm saying? They really searching the place. One dude is interrogating me about filling drug tests, where I get weed from if I had any more. Um, but me and him, I'm still trying to finesse the situation, trying to play the fool. Like, I don't know what's going on until it's just like, you know what I'm saying? I just caught red handed fully, like shreds is up. So confiscate everything. Um, and now from this point on, they throw me in the cuffs and now I'm like, okay, I don't know what's going to take place. And from this point on, you don't know, how, you don't know nothing. You can learn as you go. Um, and that's pretty much the premise of the book. It's, so, it's such a mystery because nothing is explained to me as far as, What's going to take place next? Um, how did jail even operates? How the system works? Ain't no judge, no lawyer, none of that. I moved from one precinct to another precinct, and now I'm in an actual facility where I'm locked up 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 15 men to one cell, nine wooden beds, three soups a day, and literally all I have is a plastic bowl and a plastic spoon for 14 days straight. And so one day they just finally call your name to come up. What were you doing in Beijing? I was teaching English to children. Um, mm. So I was working with kids as young as three years old, all the way up to 14, but mainly working with the elementary school age range. What was it like to come back to the States after that ordeal? Um, man, I was, I was happy. 
you know what I'm saying, grateful to finally, you know what I'm saying, have my freedom back and be out of that that cell. Um, but I did, it was bittersweet, though, because it was like I didn't want to leave China. You know what I'm saying? I was prior to this, these 14 days, man, China was absolutely lit. Like, it was harmonious. So I was like, dang, knowing I'm, I have no choice but to go, it's like, damn, I would definitely want to at least finish my year because, you know what I'm saying, that's how long my contract was. Um, but I'm like, everything is playing out the way that it is for a reason. So, you know what I'm saying, just trust the process and, you know, we just going to, you know what I'm saying, we resilient. We're going to figure it out. We're going to, you know what I'm saying, see what's going to be the next steps moving forward. How long did your book take to write? It only took me four months to write it. Four months? And that was me, and that was me bullshit. Like, if I was, like, really locked in, oh, yeah, it probably been even sooner. My other two, uh, other two books, my romance saga, it took me two and a half weeks to write that. So, oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> so what's the reception of the book been like? It's been, it is ranked number one on Amazon over 15 times in multiple genres. And I have like over 70 some reviews on it. So it's been, it's been pretty, pretty well, pretty positive. Um, made um, some, some good money off of it. And now just using what everything, all the skills and knowledge I've acquired, just, you know, saying, going through this publishing journey. I knew I needed to keep my foot on the gas, continue to market the book. And so many people were reaching out to me just because, you know what I'm saying, they always had aspirations of being a published author. Me, there was just a bug. One of my friends put in my ear. He's like, hey, bro, you should write a book about it. I'm like, damn, that's a good-ass idea. I don't yeah. even know where to start, but you know what I'm saying? That, that's a great idea. He took it further. He went to my notes section and my phone, left me a five-layer outline, and I started filling in the outline. And with me doing that, I caught a flow for how I wanted to tell the story. So just from getting... So, I mean, that little alley-oop, I was able to knock out, you know what I'm saying, the book. So I'm like, okay, um, essentially what he did for me, that's what I'm doing for other people. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Just walking through the process and I make it simple, simple as possible. So now uh, I've worked with plenty of people since 2020, but I had one person who's finished and saw the thing all the way through. And he was able to publish his book last year in October. And he was ranked the number one new bestseller in two different genres. Mm -hmm. So... So what steps did you take to manage your mental health after such a, you know, interesting and traumatic event? Um, I've always been strong mentally. You know what I'm saying? That was just a trial of the, trial of the mind to test the resolve of the soul. You know what I mean? Mind over matter. I've, I faced plenty of adversity, you know what I'm saying, with pursuing football. You know what I'm saying? It was the very first love, very first passion. Um, and adversity introduces a man to himself. You know what I'm saying? So Good line. You know what I'm saying? Everything that we go through is prep everything that we are as well as preparation for what's in store. So even when I was, you know what I'm saying, when I, we was in the first precinct, I'm sitting there handcuffed in the, in the only foreigner in the room, only English speaker. I'm like, wow, I have no clue how this thing for the play out. But when it's, you know what I'm saying, whatever I have to endure, whatever I have to go through, I know I'm going to be good. Mm. Spiritually, I know I'm going to be good. Mentally, I know I'm still going to be me. I don't know how this thing for the play out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, hey, with that being said, take note of every minor detail because it's going to be a great story to tell once you're out of this predicament. So, you know what I'm saying? Mentally, it's just, it's, it's stuff ingrained in me. You know what I'm saying? For real, yeah. truly resilient spirit. I knew I was going to, it was going to be something that I was going to be able to do something with. I just had no clue what at that particular time. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, what I'm going to do with the story, but I'm going to do something with it for sure. I ain't going to do this for no reason. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Okay, Devon Nation, we're going to go ahead and take a small break right here, but we will be right back with the conclusion of this interview with Chancellor K. Jackson. May I suggest you take this time to refresh that drink and take some super long deep breaths. You know that's right. 
Clouseau style. Out with the bad air, in with the good. Out with the bad air, in with the good. Please give your attention to a few friends of my show, and we will be right back. Enjoy listening to podcasts and ever wonder, can I make a podcast? But it seems so complicated, and good audio production can take time. What if there was a way to create an amazing podcast easily? Well, now there is. Introducing Podcasting Made Easy from Podcasting Audio. My production team will handle your entire audio production, allowing you to be the star of your show. This is Podcasting Made Easy. How easy? Well, so easy, you don't even have to press record. Now that's easy. Your listeners are waiting. Let's deliver. Sign up for a free strategy call today at podcasticaudio.com slash easy. Duval Nation, Derek and Mindy Duval here to talk about Jerky Pro, the standard in premium beef jerky products. The Derek Duval Show and Derek and Mindy's Fun With Movies is proud to be sponsored by the team at Jerky Pro. As a veteran, I am always the first to support veteran-owned businesses. Setting up shop in 1987 and founded by military and paramilitary veterans, they have set the bar for how beef jerky is processed, flavored, packaged, and sold. With strict quality control standards, Jerky Pro offers many flavors that are sure to please any beef jerky connoisseur. From the standard original flavor to honey glazed, peppered, teriyaki, sweet barbecue, or if you're brave enough, the fierce red hot, there are many flavors guaranteed to entice your palate. Offered in various sized packaging, use promo code DUBAL37, all in capital letters, at checkout to receive a 5% discount. Remember folks, if your beef jerky is not making your mouth water, then it's not Jerky Pro Beef Jerky. Jerky Pro, the standard in premium beef jerky products. Hey there, this is Frankie Ray, and you're listening to The Derek Duvall Show. My latest single, Over Now, is available on all streaming platforms. Hope you like it. This is Benjamin Sledge, author of Where Cowards Go to Die. In my award-winning memoir, you'll discover the raw humanity, intricate complexity, and brutal barbarity of those who served in the Iraq and Afghan wars, and the psychological toll it took on modern veterans. You can purchase Where Cowards Go to Die on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or anywhere major books are sold. Look for me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Benjamin C. Sledge. This is Country Boy for One Mike Black History. And if you listen to my podcast, this is some of the things that you will enjoy. The term Jim Crow derives from early 19th century minstrel shows. It was a popular form of entertainment, which is the predecessor to vaudeville. The shows consisted of a primarily white song and dance performer cruelly mimicking African-Americans for the enjoyment of white audiences. One of the earliest and most famous was Thomas Daddy Rice, who devised a strutting, dancing character supposedly mimicking a prancing crow, and the character became known as Jim Crow. And if this is the type of content that you enjoy, you can find more content like this at OneMikeHistory.com. 
Hi, this is Glenn. And this is Sonia from Echo Valley. And you are listening to The Derek Duval Show. Here's a song called Faces in the Mirror from our album Anarchy and Alchemy. Teachers, do you ever have these feelings or have been told these things? Do you want Kleenex for your classroom? Maybe you should think about buying your own with your own money. You get the summer off, you can have a second job. Do you really need a pay raise? Oh, do you need to use the restroom? Maybe you can do that in the three minutes while students are changing classes. Boy, sure hope your room doesn't descend into Lord of the Flies in that time. Oh, things are going pretty good for one. Surprise! Budget cuts! Well, you're in luck because we've got a book just for you. Hi, everyone. It's Katie Kinder, educator, speaker, and author of Untold Teaching Truths. I invite you to purchase my book and join this journey as we talk about the wild world of public education. Part memoir, part strategy. It is available on BookBaby, Amazon, or wherever books are sold. Teach on Warriors. We've got this. Welcome back to episode 156 of the Derek Duvall Show. Let's get right back to it with the conclusion of our interview with teacher, entrepreneur, and author of the memoir, 14 Days in Beijing, the unforgettable story of a young American's journey through a Chinese penitentiary, Chancellor Kay Jackson. So I do want to touch on your other book you wrote, which is, you know, Real Love Never Dies, A Man's Journey of Gaining Emotional Intelligence. Where did the idea come from to write this book? Uh, the same partner that told me to write 14 Days in Beijing. He was like, hey, he was, he was the first person, like, hey, you need to write the romance. I just because he's like... 14 days going crazy, you want to just have something else to give to the people, you know what I'm saying? They're going to be expecting to see if you're going to drop anything else, or it's just going to be like your one-hit wonder. So he was the first person to put the bug in my ear. A lot of women that was reading 14 Days in Beijing, they asking, because I'm talking, I talk about my girlfriend I had at the time all throughout 14 days, but I never actually got to speak to her the whole time I was incarcerated. So they was like, okay, what's up with you and her? How y'all play out? We want to know the tea on that. Da, 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 da. So that was another uh, factor. But really what sold me when I was just doing research on the best-selling genres and I saw romance at the top, oh, yeah, I was sold after that. <laughs> it was no if, ands, or buts about it. What's a, what's a basic synopsis for the book for my listeners? Um, so pretty much it's still the same type of time as 14 Days of Beijing. It's based on a true story, you know what I'm saying, a real-life event that I experienced in a perfect world. You Love, You Learn is the prequel because all three books is a trilogy, so it's telling one long story. Like when females asking how me and her story play out, so I'm like, all right, let me take it back to the very beginning. So that's what you love, you learn. It's pretty much year one for us. We meeting in college and all of that. And then real love never dies. It's bringing everything full circle. When I graduate, me trying to find a job, finally landing the job, it just having to be on the other side of the world. It's touching on what I was on in Beijing prior to those 14 days. A lot, I get to ask that a lot. Like, what was China like before getting locked up? China was lit. You could read about it and real love never dies. And then, of course, what all took place after those infamous 14 days. So it's just, you know what I'm saying, bringing everything full circle. You know what I'm saying? But you know what I'm saying, throwing some bits of romance and, you know what I'm saying, erotica in there. You know what I'm saying? So with everything that you've endured, you know, what would be the best piece of advice that someone has ever given you? Advice is from Nipsey Hussle and 
for y'all that don't know who Nipsey Hussle was, man, y'all can Google him. Nipsey was a mogul, philanthropist, philosopher, stereo entrepreneur, well-known for his music and his clothing line. But the message goes, long-winded, running through this life like it was mine. Never settling, but setting every goal high. 1,000 burpees on the path to my own destruction, no success. But what is a mistake without the lesson? You see, the best teacher in life is your own experience. And none of us know who we are until we fail. They say every person is defined by their reaction to any given situation. Well, who would you want to define you? Someone else or yourself? Whatever you choose to do, homie, give your heart to it. Stay strong. Love it. So with racial tensions at an all-time high, as a proud black man, how far do you think the Black Lives Matter has come so far? Uh, I honestly think Black Lives Matter is a joke. <laughs> for real, for real. Um, I just hear so many different stipulations with that organization. Um, you know what I'm saying? It's not really for three people. You know what I'm saying? It's just a puppet, essentially. You know what I'm saying? They got their own secret agenda. And you know what I'm saying? They, it's all about money at the end of the day. So I don't really feel like they for the people. Um, I... When, I, when all that was popping off and protesting and rioting, you wouldn't catch me out in no streets doing none of that. You know what I'm saying? Because y'all doing all this barking and hooping and hollering right now. Five minutes go by, all that energy dissipates. All that energy dissipates. And you still got folks, black folks, still doing wrong against other black folks. So it's like, make, you know what I'm saying? Y'all contradicting yourself. We ain't matching the energy or keeping the same energy. You know what I'm saying? Y'all root. Hooping and hollering for all of this, but your actions are speaking otherwise. So it's like, yeah, it just—I feel like it's just a trend, and just like trends, they come, they go. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? For yeah. you know, folks talking about some whole other stuff. You know what I'm saying? They talking about Cardi B and who <laughs> some foolishness like that. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Yeah. So your current self gets to talk to your younger self. What do you say to him? Man. Trust the process. Start trying to learn who you are. Learn who you are. Um, what you enjoy doing, your interests, skill sets, natural talents. You know what I'm saying? Explore your horizons to the fullest because that's going to help you in the long run. You don't want to be an adult and you just having this self-discovery. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Discover it now at a young age so now you can start building and sharpening those tools and those skill sets. So that to where a point, you know what I'm saying, you'll be able to make money off of it. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. especially when high school, imagine you found your your niche, your your field, and you working on it. You better in high school where you got all these connections. Y'all go to school every day. Come on, man, your clientele gonna be crazy. You know what I'm saying? So for sure, especially going through through college and everything. It'd have just been it would have been a different vibe for sure. So what is next for you? Um, man, continue to grow. Uh, Correlate Publications LLC. That's my publishing company, helping people publish their books. Um, uh, I got also uh, rent cars out. I got a car in the fleet, so continue to grow that. Um, and still coaching. I don't know how long I'm gonna be doing this coaching thing, but you know what I'm saying. I'm gonna ride that until the wheels fall off. And uh, you know what I'm saying. Just continue to find just different endeavors and explore the world still. You know what I'm saying there's a lot of world to see, a lot to learn with that being said. Um, and man, just, you know what I'm saying? just continue to run these marathons. Still trying, to, I ain't sitting here and portraying this ultimate pause like I didn't had everything figured out. No, nah, I battled every emotion, battled every emotion behind what I'm getting after right now. No, nah. 
only distinction quality between me and whoever else is going through this who's been go through this already went through it is that you're not gonna quit you mm -hmm. understand this internet has empowered us all you know what I'm saying? Shit can be as big as you want to make it and go as far as you want to take. And that's solely upon you. As we enter the final phase of the interview, I just like to ask one fun question. And as you know, what do you like to do for fun? Relax. Because I know you're very, very busy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, just like to really just pow wow, kick it with loved ones. You know what I'm saying? We vibe out, we sip some, smoke some, uh, go explore, hit the city, whatever, you know what I'm saying? But I just like to chill. It'd be around good energy, good vibrations. You know what I'm saying? For sure. Yeah. Or and geared towards football. Working out is always a luxury for me. I love working out, the grind. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty much it. That's nice. So what would be the best way for my listeners to follow your adventures online? Uh, man, Google, the best search engine we got. Google Chance <laughs> K. Jackson. Everything you need will pop up from my social media accounts to my website, chancekjackson.com. Uh, my books will pop up. My books available on Amazon as well as my website. For my non-readers out there, I got you. 14 Days of Beijing audiobook available on SoundCloud, YouTube, Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts. So, you know what I'm saying? These are all platforms that are free if you have an account for the most part. So you can listen to it. I'm narrating it. It's a vibe. Get your popcorn and wine ready for sure. Any aspiring authors out there, visit chancellorkjackson.com. Sign up for free consultation. We can tap in and see if we can work with each other. And, man, we can make this thing happen. No cap. How long did it take you to record that audiobook? Because uh, we did it in sessions, and my engineer was living in a different far, different part of Georgia. So I say a couple months, just because I had to travel back and forth from his house every other weekend, or, you know what I'm saying, or so to record yeah. it. It was easy to record it, as long as you, whether if you know audio engineering yourself, it's that simple. If you don't, man, all you got to do is just find a studio somewhere, a music studio. <laughs> That's it. Somebody that know how to engineer music. They can engineer somebody just reading. It. <laughs> it's gonna right. be easier. You know what I'm saying? Ain't no beat or nothing like that. They got you know what I'm saying. So, yeah, that process is pretty smooth. Mm -hmm. So I end my interviews with my favorite question, and the question is this: If the entire planet was listening to this broadcast, what would be the one thing you would like to say to the people of Earth? With where you are right now in life and everything that you got going on, are you chasing a dream? Or are you fulfilling your purpose? And that's just something for you to sit back and reflect on. You got to answer it. Beautiful. The book is 14 Days in Beijing, The Unforgettable Story of a Young America's Journey Through a Chinese Penitentiary and Real Love Never Dies, available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or wherever books are sold. Chancellor, thanks for taking the time to come on the show today, sir. You are an absolutely incredible person. No word of a lie. I appreciate you, man. And big shout out to everybody that tuned in for the whole interview, man. You sat in to the end. Hey, you the real MVP. Okay. <laughs> Congratulations to you, Sex, and all the best for your future, okay? I appreciate you, family. And just like that, Duval Nation, we come to the end of episode 156. I want to thank Chancellor for taking the time out of his road trip to speak with me. This was my first mobile interview, so I can cross that one off the Derek Duvall Show interview bucket list challenge. But Chancellor, continue on your current path and amazing things are going to happen to you, my friend. I believe that in my heart. Okay, tune again next time as we showcase another extraordinary person. I have a really good one coming up again in a few days, so be sure to keep checking your favorite podcast streaming channel for the episode to drop. Also, I think it's fair to ask you, the listener, have you enjoyed this episode? I truly hope you have, so please go hit that subscribe button to keep up to date for when new episodes drop. Also, if you're feeling generous, drop us a review. We love reading what our listeners have to say about us, good or bad. 
We are still enjoying our partnership with the amazing Tee Public. The Derek Duvall Show has a great little store on there with everything with our logo on it, including magnets, stickers, and mugs. Plus, we have some really fun t-shirts on there that Mrs. Duvall and I added ourselves. So please go to our website, DerekDuvallShow.com. Go to the banner on the left that says Merch. Click that, and you will be taken to our store on Tee Public. And once again, I want to thank them for being such great partners with the show. On behalf of myself and the entire team here at the Derek Duvall Show, I want to say to each and every one of you listening, Let's get out of the house today, regardless of the weather, and get some fresh air. Snowing? Bring a coat. Raining? Go running it. Sunshine? Go dancing it. Just get outside and enjoy the outdoors. Nostar, God bless, and see you next time, Planet Earth. This has been a recording of The Derek Duvall Show, and we thank you for listening. Please go to our website... DerekDuvallShow.com for links to merchandise and to explore past episodes. Please find us on social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Derek Duvall Show.